podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast, bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports, Yao Bonsu and Tyler Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the seventh episode of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Alongside Tyler Brown, my name is Yao Bonsu, and it's another week, which means another week of getting into everything Baldwin Bruins athletics. Some fall teams had their seasons come to an end early, while others earned themselves a spot in the postseason. And as we prepare to dive into everything Bruins athletics, Tyler will give you guys a rundown of all the scores from this past week. Tyler, take it away. For the recap of scores, girls varsity soccer played Farmingdale on Tuesday and the game ended in a tie 2-2. This was a very tough game for the girls and I believe that they deserved that win. Girls varsity volleyball played a very difficult game against one of the top teams as Massapequa on Thursday. This game ended in a loss but the girls are third seed and are heading to the playoffs. Lastly, we have boys varsity football's game against Farmingdale, which ended in a loss. But on the bright side, we had a student section for this game, which was pink out. Shout out to everybody who rep pink and was on the bleachers. Thank you, Tyler, for that short but sweet recap of scores from this past week. But now we dive into our featured game of the week, which takes us to girls varsity soccer's 2-2 tie to Farmingdale. Now, I had the opportunity of not only being at the game, but recording it. It was cold, it was wet, and I can tell you guys that there are a lot of good things that the girls did right, and some things they did wrong, but I'm ready to dive into it as I am back on the mic for the game analysis. Sorry if you missed me, sorry if you didn't, but nevertheless, I'm here. The girls started off this game both a little slow and a little dysfunctional, but you could give them a pass due to the fact that it was both freezing and raining but their slow start did result in Farmingdale scoring a quick goal. However, the girls did not keep their heads down. Soon after, as the game went on, the team began to keep their shape and to get into more and more of a solid routine. This led to the Bruins' first goal of the game, which was a powerful kick into the top right corner of the goal by Stephanie Hernandez. From there, Farmingdale would quickly score again, and then I could tell you it was a 50-50 game in the second half. Something that I really liked about the Bruins in this game was their defense. In the game that is soccer, if the team is not in constant communication, you will never win. I can tell you that straight up. I commend the girls in this aspect because when the center back Elena Randolph moved up more and more up the field, there was an immediate midfielder back there to cover a place. And at times where the girls did not communicate that, it became sort of an established routine. They understood that in this game, if one person is out of place, another must fill in for them in their place. And that is what happened with Elena. Now to move on to the negative side of things, you could probably make the firm argument that the Bruins should have had more goals than they did. I understand that Alyssa Hillian was the pinpoint goal scorer per se for this team and that she suffered a season and an injury. Despite that though, the Bruins often played the ball on the ground with the intention of finding gaps for the strikers to run onto it. The only issue with this is that if you don't have the right level of speed and strength there, it will never work. That is what happened for the Bruins. They did not have the proper strength and speed at the forward positions. But it did result in a tie. And I'm not bashing the forwards, of course, but I'm just saying. As for any team, if you're going to send through balls, you need to have big people up. You need to have strong people up there. You need to have fast people up there. 
But nevertheless, the strong suit for the Bruins in this game was definitely the defense. And with that, Sterling Young Wells had herself a game. So much that she probably should have had a hat trick. Before her game tying penalty kick, she had a free kick that was so close to curving into the net. But instead, it hit the post. I was so, I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed. But probably was the win. But I know Sterling has that talent. Young Wells is somebody who missed much of her season last year due to the fact that she had an injury. And the fact that she could come into this season and have such an impact in such a big game, the senior game, that is something I was excited to see. To me, she was the best player on the field for the Bruins. But overall, the Bruins just need faster starts and improve play offensively. They probably need to find a way to move away from that, try to connect with set pieces, set plays, and all that. And then probably they'll get more and more goals after they move to the playoffs. So they need to find a way to connect with the strikers beyond just running them with through balls. And then if they could do that and mix in some of the through balls with that, then they will have a chance to upset some of the top teams in their conference. I'm telling you right now. And on that note, the girls now move on to the first round of the playoffs where they will face East Meadow at Cold Spring Harbor. But nevertheless, it will be interesting to see how the girls perform in the playoffs after being depleted all season. But I expect the best out of our Lady Bruins. Now we move on to the next part of the show, which takes us to our pod star of the week. Tyler, who will you be highlighting this week? Why will you be highlighting them? And what have they done this week that puts them beyond the rest? For our pod star of the week, I would like to highlight Sterling Youngwells. I know this kind of sounds just like a girls' soccer episode of the podcast, but come on, you have to give credit where credit is due. Sterling scored a goal and clearly had the best game on the field on Tuesday. She played out of her mind, and for that, we have to name her our pod star of the week. Thank you, Tyler. Congratulations to Sterling Youngwells on winning pod star of the week. As someone who was in the crowd during the Farmingdale game, I could tell you that your performance was amazing. You had one goal from the penalty spot. You probably could have had a hat trick if you wanted to. But despite that, you came through for the seniors on senior day, and your performance was just amazing. I hope you carry that on to the playoffs where you face these meadow, as I mentioned before. But now we move to our featured athlete of the week, which takes us back to girls varsity soccer it is miss kalina guadalupe she is a captain and she is on the show with me to talk about her season her outside club with the development academy and what the girls have to do to make sure they can upset some of the top teams in their conference all right ladies and gentlemen i am joined by girls varsity soccer player miss kalina guadalupe kalina thank you for joining the show how are you today I'm pretty good today. How are you, yeah? I'm good. Thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join me today. And now, starting things off with your team, you guys have had a down year, to say the least. Although you didn't play last year, you held a minimal role in the team logistics throughout the season. What are the things that contributed to a team that went from being a Nassau County contender last year to being a team that's fighting for playoff positioning this year? Uh, I think a lot of factors are involved with a lot of players who left. Um, last year, we did lose a lot of key players. And I think this year we did lose um, a couple of key players. So I think we're just adjusting around that and able to see what we can do with it and then going to playoffs for it. And obviously the injuries to Megan Doyle and Alyssa Hillian, are those things that had a huge impact in the season this year? Um, the beginning of the season, I can say it did. But throughout the season, I think the girls adjusted very well to it. 
And um, I think Lopez stepped up in the roles over that was missing when they got injured. All right, and nevertheless, even with you guys having a down year, playoffs are coming. In fact, you guys will have your first playoff game against East Meadow at Cold Spring Harbor High School. And for now, top teams in your division include Massapequa and Plainview, who are both 9-1. What does Baldwin have to do to potentially upset one of these teams? I think to have a nice potential upset against those teams, I think the girls themselves have to want it and just come out strong. I've seen our my players, the team, just come out stronger than ever in certain games. And I think if they come with high intensity and just come and attack them, I think it'll be a very good game and a pretty good upset. And you being a center midfielder for Baldwin, you played an essential role in them getting the playoffs. You had three goals this season to go along with two assists. Explain to the listeners how it felt to be a first-year varsity player and to have those big moments. Honestly, there's no way to describe it. Um, scoring goals and helping the team out with assists, I honestly can't describe it. It's not just me. It's for the team. So I think as a team sport, it's really undescribable, man. It felt great, honestly. And going into you specifically, you were named a top 50 player on Long Island by Newsday. Explain how it felt to win such a recognition. Honestly, it felt like hard work paid off, you know, and um, doing a lot of things over the summer and working out and playing with the ball just by myself it shows that um, hard work does pay off, and being top 50, just, it felt amazing. Very proud. And that's the mentality you have to have as a leader, of course, and that is the mentality that led you to become the captain for the girls this season. Can you describe for me the type of captain you've been for the girls' soccer team? Um, <laughs> I think throughout my, uh, my three other captains, I think we played a huge role, and I think we balanced leadership and fun at the same time. And I think I was a pretty much a good leader, but also knowing the stand of fun and having fun with it. Yeah, and this is a Bald and Bruin sports podcast, but you also, as a first-year varsity player, you do play some of the highest-level soccer for a girl your age. How nerve-wracking or excited or exciting must it be to have every game you play on that stage, maybe a college scout maybe watching, or somebody who could potentially change your future? Um, no, yeah, play, I play in the DA Academy, which is um, a pretty high level, and um, I think with the, all the scouts and college coaches watching is um nerve-wracking at sometimes but at, this, at the same time I just love to enjoy the game and you know just put on a show for them if I have to and not everybody could play development academy explain to me how much soccer has meant to you over the past decade and how it changed or played a role in the person you are today um soccer has had a huge impact on me I can say that I've been playing it my whole life and I think to this day I wouldn't be the player or person I am with the determination and creativity on and off the field. And this past decade, soccer has meant a lot to me and my family. So honestly, it's what I love to do. And if I have fun with it and I enjoy it, that's all I ever can ask for. And listening to that, it obviously sounds like you want to play soccer for years to come. And I already know you as someone who wants to play in college. How much will it mean to you when you sign that commitment letter? Oh my God, man. When I sign that commitment letter, it's just, honestly, I might cry. The, te- the tears of joy might just come out and signing that commitment letter is insane. I'm going to play for another four years and, and have a high-intensity competition in college. I'm excited for it with my family. All right. You don't have to share, but do you have any colleges on your radar or colleges that have scouted you? Uh, I do have a couple, but um, right now I'm not going to share any until... Yeah, you're going to keep it on the low. Until, until, I, until you guys see my commitment sign in. All right, and singling Lennon on you again, who has been your inspiration over these past few years as a soccer player? Um... The biggest inspiration is probably my family, is my mom and my sister. Um, my mom and my sister are the only reason why I do play soccer. My sister played when she was younger, so I just followed in her footsteps. And anytime I do touch that field, I always think of her and I always try to impress her. What can I do just as better as her? And for my mom, 
she wanted to join me to my games and pay for everything. So I just want to make her as proud as possible and play the best I possibly can just to hear her say that you did great today. And it definitely sounds like those two women played an essential role in the player you are today and really pushed you to get better each year and each time you played or stepped on the field. And I ask you now, what, what has been your proudest moment as a soccer player? Wow, proudest moment. Yeah, it's um, a hard question, but that's so yeah, hard. you got to think. But um, wow, I never really thought about this. Wow, God, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a hard question, but I mean. <laughs> um, I think my proudest moment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it simple. I think it was um this season when we played against Farmingdale. And it was 1-1 in the second half, and it was like six six, six minutes left. And my si- my mom was there, my sister was there in the bleachers. And my mom always told me to like try over, try to score off a corner kick. And it was six, six minutes left, so I'm like, hey man, try it. It's a shot and goal, it's a shot and goal. Uh, I, took, I went for the corner, I took it, and I curved it just perfectly in to hit the post, and it went right in. And having that joy as my teammates come after me, and just having that moment where I'm like, wow, ma, like I just scored. Like I don't get to do that often, but I think that was pretty, a pretty proud moment, of a good hype moment. You know? Yeah, it's always cool to score a goal, but the fact that it was all something that your mom repeatedly told you to try, yeah. try again, it's, it sounds special, it really is special. And lastly, although your career has been relatively short, you've been on varsity for one year, but have played soccer throughout your whole life. What is one thing that you look to take away from your time as a Bruin? Oh man, um. Being part of this Bruins soccer team, I've learned a lot from every single player and coaching staff members. And I think the biggest thing I'll take from it is um, patience and to always remember to enjoy the moments of playing soccer. Not just there to win a game, we're not just there to impress a coach, just to there to enjoy your surroundings with your teammates and just enjoy and have fun with it. Because at the end of it, soccer is supposed to make you happy, not sad. If you could describe to me in one word what soccer has meant to you, what would it be? Important. That's basically it. Soccer is uh, important to me. Sounds good. I can see. I can really see the love you have for soccer. I can see how much it's impacted you in the per- as a person, and I can tell you that I expect big things from you in terms of where you where you go soccer wise and what you do throughout your career. I've seen you play a little. You are a very good player to say the least, and I'm looking forward to see what you do in the future. But nevertheless, thank you for joining me on the show today. I hope to have you on the show again real soon, maybe for track, you never know, or to be a, on it at the end of the year for a Bruins reflection or something like that. So thank you. No problem, yeah. Thank you to Kalina Guadalupe once again for joining the show to talk about the team, what soccer means to her, and how soccer has changed her throughout the years. But now we move to our upcoming events, and as I mentioned earlier in the show, some teams have their playoff positioning locked, while others are fighting for playoff positioning. So Tyler, give us a rundown of all the games happening in the next week, and what we have to look forward to in terms of the playoffs. Sadly, 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 as we all know, the fall season is coming to an end. So there's only three games that you guys need to go to this week. Only three. Girls Varsity Field Hockey plays on Tuesday versus Port Washington as an away game. Yao and I are wishing them the best of luck for this game. Girls Volleyball versus Syosset at Syosset for their final regular season game, which will lead them to the playoffs. Boys Varsity Football will take on Westbury at home for their final game of the season and also their final game wearing the blue and gold. This is sad, really touches my heart. 
but the fall season is coming to an end. Thank you, Tyler, for that. And that game for field hockey is a playoff game. It will take place at Port Washington at 2.30 p.m. We don't encourage any students to miss class, but when school ends, if you want to shoot over there and watch the playoff game, the Bruins will appreciate all of your support. And that concludes the seventh episode of the Baldwin Bruin Sports Podcast. If you're still listening, we appreciate you more than you think we do. And be sure to tune in next week where we will have a roundtable. Yes, a roundtable with Abby Wong, Alessa Stegmuller, and Deanna Mir to talk about their season of field hockey, the playoffs, and what they will miss most about playing for the Bruins. Thank you for listening in on this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin Sports.